Welcome to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan, where we're going to cast and blast you right out of this world with some of the best hunting and fishing stories that you can't even imagine. Welcome to Fish Hunt Talk. This is John Hennigan, and we have our host, Frank Selby. Hey, Frank. I'm here. Frank, if yeah. you have not listened to a fish hunt um, program, this is the one. <laughs> I'm so excited about this, I can't even stand it. Um, first of all, in studio with us is Jason Krupp, who's an Orvis guide. And he is, well, I don't know how much chance we'll get to talk, but he is going to bring into this uh, by electronic communication uh, a company called uh, Western Rivers uh, Conservation.com Western Rivers and they are this is unbelievable I never heard of them before but you know you have all these conservation groups that want to protect the environment protect the land and so they set it aside but you can't use it these guys buy property uh, they've got like 50,000 acres of uh, riverfront streams in Arizona, California, Oregon, Washington. And what they do is they open this property for anybody. They give access where normally would not. They work with, uh, well, we'll talk about that a little bit later. We'll find out. But And then we have the man himself that you bring in on, Gary Loomis. I mean, who's, who gets a chance to interview him? So this is the show of shows. So make sure that you pay close attention. And we also just want to quickly bring up, uh, we're taking um, calls for people that want to go to Ketchikan, Alaska, July 12th to the 16th, all-inclusive, 1875. Get in touch with me, and let's get your reservation in because we're li- very limited. Anyway, Frank, um, we're going to go, but anything to, in five seconds? No, I'll save the last minute. All right. That sounds good. Let's do that. We'll finish up with you. Anyway, God, I'm so excited about today's show. So pay close attention. Uh, make sure you go to fishtalkradio.com. Listen to the show. You're going to want to listen to it over and over. All righty. We'll be right back with you. A few years ago, a sailor set out to design a boat shoe that was comfortable and stable, non-skid, and wouldn't mark the decks. Today, these incredibly comfortable shoes are worn by anglers, boaters, professional guides, and charter captains. Go to softscience.com to see more. Soft Science shoes and boots are lightweight and shock absorbent with just the right level of support. Several styles come in all sizes. Enjoy the Soft Science shoe in the water and out. Check them out at softscience.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real fun adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real fun trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. 
If you are still using a plastic hard shell cooler, things have changed for the better. AO coolers are lighter with twice the efficiency of the traditional bulky coolers. AO coolers are the best available soft-sided cooler with three-quarter inch high-density closed-cell foam insulation. They will keep ice frozen for 24 hours in hot weather. Easy to carry, less space, it fits product inside for better performance. Go to aocoolers.com to order or find a retailer available at West Marine. With a long pedigree, the Snowbee brand today offers the very best equipment modern technology can provide. Started in Europe, Snowbee is now providing quality fly fishing gear in the USA. Waders, clothing, rods, reels, fly lines, bags, and innovative new accessories. Enjoy your sport and leisure time more than ever. The affordable value of Snowbee makes it available to everyone. Go to snowbee-usa.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan and our host, Frank Selby. And we have in studio with us um, Jason Krupp, who's an Orvis uh, uh, authorized guide. And he has uh, t- struck up a friendship with someone that I would like him to introduce. You know, this is a, a really neat uh, person to bring on air, and uh, him and I personally have been on some pretty amazing adventures ourselves out in Colorado and floating down a river for four days and all kinds of crazy stuff. But uh, Jim uh, represents a company called Western Rivers, and, uh, you know, I'd really like him to explain what they do uh, so this gets conveyed in a, in a way that everybody can really understand because it is a really amazing company. Oh. Uh, Jim, Welcome. Hey, thanks a lot, Jason. It's great to be on the show. Well, Jim, give us an idea, first of all, who you are, what you do, and your email is westernriversconservation.com. Is that correct? It's West, yeah, our email is West, my email is jcox at westernrivers.org, and our uh, organization's email is westernrivers.org. Mm, okay. Do you have a website, too? That's the website, westernrivers.org. Which is a beautiful website, I might add, and really showcases some of the properties that they represent and own and turn over for us to use. So, Jim, do you want to uh, give us kind of the, uh, you know, an overview of what you guys are, are, you know, what you guys do? Yeah, yeah. I, I came to the organization uh, about 10 years ago. I've been fly fishing uh, for about 30 years. And uh, I've, you know, taken, as a lot of fly fishers do, take several fly fishing magazines. And I start, started seeing these ads about this organization called Western Rivers Conservancy that was conserving properties on rivers that I was either fishing on or wanted to be fishing on. And so I became involved as a volunteer and ultimately uh, was 
hired by the organization about eight years ago. I'm their director of uh, donor relations. And Western Rivers Conservancy serves a really important place in the, the conservation for rivers in the western United States. What we do is we specialize in land acquisition. So we buy properties from willing sellers on outstanding streams in 11 western states, basically kind of Rocky Mountain states to the Pacific, to protect the wildlife, protect fish, but also to provide public access to these streams. Uh, the organization has been doing that for over 30 years. We've helped conserve over 160 different streams and tributaries during that 30-period time. And the way that we do the work, not only do we buy the properties, but we also, uh, in order to ensure that they can be uh, stewarded long-term and to have public access, we always convey them to a long-term steward. So, for example, we have created BLM access sites for hunting and fishing. We've also worked with Fish and Wildlife and the National Forest to expand those areas. We've helped create state parks, including one I hope we'll talk about later in Oregon on the John Day River, Cottonwood Canyon State Park, the longest, uh, second largest state park in the state of Oregon, um, and occasionally work with other organizations like Native American tribes or other land trusts. Uh, it's a really effective model because once you own a property, you can immediately start doing the right things in terms of conservation for that. You don't have to wait. You can immediately make good things happen. Well, Jim, you know what is so exciting is that you've got a lot of different nonprofits and conservation organizations, and what they want to do, they want to, they want to protect um, the wildlands and, and uh, lock it off. They want, to, they want to keep it natural, but nobody can use it. What you guys do is just the opposite. Yeah, you know, well, well, we, we, we certainly do protect the wildlife because that's number one for us. Any project that we do has a strong conservation value. So we're doing it for the fish. We're doing it for the birds. We're doing it for the critters that are out there. But we also believe that people, if they can enjoy these properties, will be willing to support these efforts because, you know, this doesn't happen for free. We are a 501c3 nonprofit, which means that a lot of the work that we do is dependent upon people going to westernrivers.org and making a donation. So we believe that it's compatible not only to be able to do conservation, but to also open these up to people that fish, that hunt, that camp, that boat. It's very important to our mission. And how many, um, how much property do you have? Well, well, you know, I don't know the absolute number of the properties, but it's a, along 160 different rivers. And we can talk about several of them to give an example of what the, uh, the impact of those, uh, those purchases have been. Okay. Go ahead. So, uh, yeah. So one, you know, I I live in Oregon. My home is in Portland, Oregon. So we have you know several rivers here uh, that are my home waters. I'm very lucky. I have you know I, I'm able to go out and cast the line for you know winter steelhead at 40 minutes from my house. Um, but one of the most significant rivers that we've worked on in the state of Oregon is the John Day, and it's probably not known to a lot of people outside of Oregon and Washington, but it's the second longest free flowing 
River in the western United States behind the Yellowstone. And it has the single healthiest run of wild summer steelhead in the entire Columbia River Basin. It's a tributary to the Columbia. It's in north uh, central Oregon. Um, and it's a spectacular stream. And we were able to purchase two different ranch properties. The first one we did in 2008, where we purchased the Mirtha Ranch, which was on over 16,000 acres, 16 river miles of the John Day, at a place where a uh, public highway crossed the river. But the rancher was not very friendly to public access. And so we were able to buy that property, um, ultimately convey it to Oregon State Parks. Uh, it protected 16 miles of the river, provides public access to 16 miles for hiking, for fishing, and also protected four miles of one of the four most important lower tributary spawning streams for steelhead on Hay Creek and allowed restoration on that creek. And then after that, we, in 2014, we were able to purchase yet another ranch on 10 miles of the John Day. It was 42 miles upstream of that original ranch and a wilderness study area that the BLM has, which is one of the most spectacular canyon floats in the western United States. So it offered another public access point and protected the single most important tributary stream for wild steelhead on the lower river 30-mile creek. Well, let me just interject what you're doing uh, i mean this is you don't pay a fee you know to to work with you guys what you guys are doing is providing access where normally we would not have it that, yeah, that's true. Indian, you know, absolute public access. You know, the state park, there's no fee to use it unless you're camping and it's a minimal fee. The other area is, is a BLM access site. We've conveyed it to the BLM this last year, uh, up the upstream one at 30 Mile Creek, and that's, it's free access. That's incredible. Who would do yeah, that? It's amazing, Who would do isn't that? it? I mean, it's it's a really effective I mean, there's, there's, uh, way to do conservation. Say there's a lot of preserves, but what they do is they preserve, you know, the the uh, environment. But by doing that, they cut off access to people that want to enjoy it. It's really right. a win-win for everybody, including the na- you know the animals, the nature, the preservation of the land. They work with the Indians and uh, <laughs> a lot of the uh, logging companies, and yep. you know they all just kind of help to do what you're doing because what you're doing is incredible. I never yeah, it, 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 it's, it's amazing that we're able to do it. You know, we, we, we're able to serve, serve two functions at once. We're able to do the conservation work and let people enjoy it at the same time. Yeah, that is absolutely incredible. So obviously you need money to do this. Yes, indeed. This does not come cheap. <laughs> and anybody anywhere in the world, these uh, rivers that you're talking about are world class. They are absolutely world-class. You can go to our website, westernrivers.org. We have a list of our current projects, our accomplishments. You can certainly make a contribution on the website as well. Uh, And we even have a little uh, dashboard of different places that we consider some of the great fly fishing streams that we've uh, uh, conserved over time. And, and, you know, if you sign up for our website or for our email, monthly email, we do a special on the River of the Month, which tells you, you know, what we've done with it. It, how to access it, what the fishing, hunting, camping options okay, are. Well, it, we're it's gonna, a really great thing. We're about, do. we're about done with this segment, but just one quick question. I don't know if, how fast you can do it. You also have uh, uh, bird hunting. 
Uh, yes, on some of the properties. As a matter of fact, on the uh, the property at the uh, Cottonwood Canyon State Park, there's a big chucker hunting uh, contingent out there, and there, that's one of the few state parks in Oregon where hunting is allowed. Wow. This is incredible. How do you yep. do this? Well, <laughs> obviously, it takes money. The people who help make donations and by having long-standing relationships with a lot of great governmental agencies. That is incredible. I just can't believe that you could do that. Anyway, we're going to take a break. We've got another 12 minutes with you, which is we need a couple hours. But we'll be right back with uh, Fish Hunt Talk. Go to fishtalkradio.com. Listen to us uh, as many times as you want. And this one you're going to want to listen to a lot. We'll be right back. Passionate sports fishermen who value first-class fishing experiences paired with personalized service and amenities, all-inclusive Salmon Falls Fishing Resort on the Inland Passage reinvents the Ketchikan fishing getaway. Guests enjoy exceptional gourmet cuisine, superior fishing excursions, fully guided charter or self-guided in center console boats accommodating three anglers, updated guest rooms, and suites. On-site fishing processing to clean, freeze, and pack your catch. Rooms range from log cabin rustic to modern. Our 52 rooms offer the ultimate in comfort after a long day of sightseeing, fishing, and exploring Ketchikan. Non-anglers love Salmon Falls, too. Shopping along Creek Street, kayaking, hiking, whale watching, or gathering around our fire pits with a hot beverage, all at prices less than expected. Just pull up Salmon Falls Resort in your search engine. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Vagabundos Del Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos Del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. With a long pedigree, the snow Bee brand today offers the very best equipment modern technology can provide. Started in Europe, Snow Bee is now providing quality fly fishing gear in the USA. Waders, clothing, rods, reels, fly lines, bags, and innovative new accessories. Enjoy your sport and leisure time more than ever. The affordable value of Snow Bee makes it available to everyone. Go to snowbee-usa.com. A full-service fly shop. His and her Fly Fishing offers FFI certified international fly fishing instructor and guide service with Frank Selby. Listen to Frank as host of fishhunttalkradio.com or listen live Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific time on Sirius XM Radio Channel 211. Custom flies are handmade to, to your order in-house in Newport Beach. Fishing in Mexico, Belize, Florida, or the Rockies, Frank and the staff will deliver exactly what you need. Flies and gear. Google his and her fly fishing. Welcome back. 
to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and I'm so excited to have Frank Selby, our host. And, man, this is an incredible, um, you know, Jim, you know, I never, well, actually, I hadn't heard of you, but I don't know why, but I do now, and consider me a strong supporter. I can't believe what you guys have been able to do, and I guess it, most of it just has to do with donations, but you guys must uh, generate a tremendous amount of money to buy this property. I know that you work with people that want to conserve the land, um, and they might give you some deals or uh, donate, but... Uh, um, the amount of property, was it 50,000 acres or who knows how much, of prime river access and, you know, some wildlife, hunting and fishing. But uh, it's just, I can't believe that you guys have been able to do what you do. And this is not just protecting the environment. This is making it accessible at no charge to people, out- outdoorsmen. It's incredible. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you know, we've, we have been, we've been around, as I mentioned, for 30 years. So we also, along with individuals, we have strong relationships with a series of foundations that also help us to get into uh, low, below-market loans to help us purchase these properties b- between the time that we're able to convey them to an agency for long-term stewardship. So that helps as well. Um, to give you an example, one of the projects we're doing right now, and, and, and it's arguably the most important conservation project in the U.S. happening is on the Klamath River. We bought 47,000 acres of commercial timberland. This is a $60 million project in and of itself uh, to protect Blue Creek on the Klamath, because the Klamath River at one time had fisheries runs that rivaled those in Alaska. And, you know, over time and development, um, that river has gotten really warm. And these fish now go from cold Pacific ocean water in August and September to water that's in the 70s degrees, you know, which is which is lethal for salmon and steelhead and cutthroat trout and all those other species. And so we've purchased this uh, prime timberland 16 miles up from the mouth at a place called Blue Creek. And Blue Creek is the single most important cold water tributary to ensure the survival of salmon and steelhead. Every single fish that comes up the, the Klamath River stops at Blue Creek at least 12 hours and drops its body temperature eight degrees Fahrenheit. Um, if it weren't for Blue Creek, the next major cold water tributary up that river is the Trinity River, and those fish wouldn't make it. They would die. And so by purchasing this timberland, we're ensuring that they won't be clear-cut, that there's going to be a 47 or 73-square-mile sanctuary along Blue Creek watershed to protect salmon, steelhead, and all the different salmonids that use that in it, perpetuity. Do the uh, logging companies... Uh, help you with that? Uh, yeah, yeah, they did. Over, you know, we purchased the property, but because it was such a large uh, project, we've been able to purchase parcels over time to make it reasonable for ourselves to do it. And then we're working with the Yurok tribe there for the long-term stewardship. They're, they're already in the process of doing some restoration work. Um, there's going to be projects doing a decommission of logging roads out there and also uh, doing restoration along the creek itself just to make sure that it remains a great cold water sanctuary. Well, logging has a tendency to produce things that go into the rivers. And yeah, a lot of sediment, and that's that's the issue, is that if anything were to happen sediment-wise to this stream, that would keep it from running cold year-round. It would be devastating to the Klamath River system. Mm-hmm. For fishermen, throughout the entire Klamath system, not just around Blue Creek itself. 
Wow, this is so incredible. I applaud you in particular, but your organization, <laughs> the, 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 what you do, and I suppose for every dollar that someone contributes, they're probably getting that multiple back. They are. You know, for every dollar that someone like you and I contribute, that's multiplied 10 or 20 times by the amount of money we're able to get from these foundations that give us loans to be able to actually purchase the properties outright. So it's a highly leveraged donation that happens that can be made at westernrivers.org. And, you know, we really need the help of everybody to keep this going. You know, it's such a, a neat model that is so positive to, you know, the hunting industry, the fishing industry, and you know, just lets us all get out there and, and you know, use these lands that are so Well, yeah, beautiful. and you don't, you don't have to, you know, become a member or pay money. Um, you know, that you do this just for access to people that enjoy the outdoors. Yeah, you know, Jason and I have been out. We went fishing on a property just about 13 miles out of Steamboat Springs, Colorado, on the Yampa River. And this is an example of a little one. This is only a 40, you know, 45-acre property that doesn't sound significant. But it was the hole in the donut that we like to call of a piece of private property that was surrounded by three different pieces of public land, a state wildlife area, a BLM fishing access, and a uh, forest service area. But this one piece of property was in the middle of it. And in Colorado as well, as Wyoming, the landowners own the bottom of the river. So if you're in that river in that along that property, you're trespassing. So by purchasing this property, we were able to connect all three of those pieces of public land. And, and, and the fishery was pretty good, huh, Jason? No, oh, we had a great time. And yeah, this was such a beautiful piece of property. It'd really be a shame, you know, to not be able to, to get on this, this land, especially for the locals, you know. So... It's uh, it's just such a neat business for us to support, and one reason why we really wanted to bring you on the radio today, and you know, help help get your name out there and get more supporters going for Western Rivers. Well, Jim, we have a very wide reach. Uh, we have people in Europe, East Coast, West Coast, um, the South, and the rivers that you're talking about are world class. So, as far as a destination, if someone wants to learn more. And maybe they'd like some advice on where to go and how to do it. Uh, Can you help them out? Absolutely. You know, at our website, again, westernrivers.org is a great place to land just to see, you know, where these projects are, get a little information. Um, they want to send me, you know, an email, feel, front, feel free. Uh, but, uh, you know, most of all, I think you can find uh, most of the information right on our website, along with just some stunningly beautiful photography of all these rivers. Wow. I just, I can't believe something like this exists. You know? <laughs> like, well, it was my, my pleasure to join you and just kind of let you in on the secret. Well, just give us an idea. Do you have uh, other philanthropic groups that help you out? You know, we do work with we, we work in conjunction with several other organizations. Again, we, we specialize in the land acquisition part. So we've worked with Caltrout uh, and, and Trout Unlimited uh, to help do some of the restoration projects. Again, we work with uh, governmental agencies as well. I mean, that's just a few. So we, you know, we partner, depending on where a river is, we do partner with different NGOs to uh, help do some of the restoration work, which allows us to specialize in what we do best, which is the land acquisition. Well, I have to say that I'm very pleased to know that the U.S. government can do something right. <laughs> you know, there are a lot of people that actually do care about this in our in our government, and, and they have been really good stewards of these properties, and we have a long-standing relationship with them. Well, 
I mean, I just can't believe that you do this, and it's it's not uh, it's not just you know some. I want to be careful. I don't want to get political. About, <laughs> yeah. About and we're not about, a political organization. Well, about we're, con- we're about conservationists <laughs> that uh, you know that don't believe that uh, you know that you should. Uh, put a sharp object in the water because it might hurt a fish or actually kill something then eat it. Uh, this, this, is, this is not one of those groups. This no, is no, we're, the, friend, we're friendly to outdoorsmen yeah, and a, outdoors women. It's a traditional <laughs> outdoor sport. Now you got it because there's a lot of fly fishing girls I know was about ready to kill you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'll tell you... They can, they can cast really, really well. I'll, I'll tell you, Jim's quite a uh, camp cook as well. Well, I've been on oh, really? Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he's quite the host. We All right, at- Jim, I'm going to put you on the spot. One okay. recipe. Uh, would it, if you want to do fish or uh, fowl or whatever, just give us one quick recipe that you like oh, to do. Oh, well, I, I do one that's called chicken diavolo, where I take uh, chicken thighs, I marinate them in olive chicken oil, thighs. garlic, red pepper flakes, and black pepper for a couple hours and just throw them on the grill, and they are delicious. All right, say that again, please. Chicken Diablo. Yeah. I mean, chicken hot as the devil. That's yeah. what the Italians call it. <laughs> and what is the recipe? Italian or Italian? Yeah. <laughs> throw, it, throw it together with a little risotto or a little gnocchi, and you're, you're set. But the You've recipe, the recipe right one more there. time. You marinate it in what? Uh, a, olive oil, marinated a, in olive oil. So I it's forgot a dry, the lemon juice. It's olive a dry oil, rub. lemon juice, black pepper, red pepper flakes, and if you want, a little garlic and a little salt. And that's, yeah. that's all. It's simple yeah. as can be. And you marinate it for how long? Marinate it for a couple hours. And just throw it on the grill. And throw it on the and grill. That, that's yeah, camp real cooking. Simple and delicious. And then you go fishing. And then yeah. you go fishing. <laughs> well, you do that in cast iron and you put it on the grill. I put it on the grill. I like to do it on over uh, charcoal, and yeah. and you know, and you, it's great, good the next day in the lunch too. Have it hot for dinner, and then just take it for your picnic lunch the yeah. next day. Well, I have to say, Jim, I just, you know, when I started learning about you guys, I was blown away. I go, how could something like that even exist? Um, because well, we can th- we can thank Jason for uh, kind of introducing you to us. Yeah. Well, we're going to try and support you as much as we can, and we'll bring you back on because there's there's too much to cover in a short period of time that we have. But, yeah, we've uh, just covered just you know like three of the 160 different projects. So yeah, yeah I'd love to come back. And again, people that are listening to the show that want to get in on world class fishing, and they're thinking of the you know Pacific Northwest or the Western United States, people don't understand what's available. Oh, it's an embarrassment of riches out here. Well, you got Arizona, some stuff going on there, and Colorado, and California, yep. and Oregon, Washington. So, if anybody wants world class um, streams and waters that you're probably not going to find anywhere in Europe or most other places in the United States, um, get in touch with them. And the website, one more time, is. It's westernrivers.org. Yeah. Oh, gosh. This Thanks is for coming on, Jim. It was a pleasure, and we're uh, real happy to support you. Oh, yeah. We're going to be talking to you some more. Thank you, guys. Just, just much too appreciated. Much, too much to cover. All right. Uh, Frank, we're going to have to go. We're, we're going to come back with somebody that you're not going to believe. This, this tells you who Frank Selby is. He has the man himself that's coming up in the next segment. So stay tuned. You're listening to Fish Hunt Talk. Go to fishtalkradio.com and listen to us as many times as you want. I would be 
road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway, so your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. A full-service fly shop, his and her fly fishing, offers FFI certified international fly fishing instructor and guide service with Frank Selby. Listen to Frank as host of FishHuntTalkRadio.com or listen live Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific time on Sirius XM Radio Channel 211. Custom flies are handmade to, to your order in-house in Newport Beach. Fishing in Mexico, Belize, Florida, or the Rockies, Frank and the staff will deliver exactly what you need. Flies and gear. Google his and her fly fishing. The Soft Science footbed absorbs the shock of pounding waves, engine vibration, and even rocky terrain. Soft Science shoes are roomy and relaxed, and they drain and dry quickly. Check out the Soft Science Fin fishing shoes and boots and the Fin H2O for kayaking and canoeing. They're lightweight, slip-resistant, and won't mark your deck. See the new styles for men and women and get your pair on at softscience.com. Alaskan RV Butler. Guiding, fishing, hiking, sightseeing, adventure. The Alaskan RV Butler. Like a cruise on wheels in the comfort of an RV, view the wonders of Alaskan interior, streams, ocean, and wildlife. Or fish for the big one, all while pampered by Mike, the Alaskan RV Butler. Mike's inclusive tours serve butter-drenched shellfish and mouthwatering steaks. Mike is your personal chef, chauffeur, guide, and planner. And for the real Alaska, contact MikeRVButler at gmail.com. That's MikeRVButler at gmail.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, of course, our host, Frank Selby. Sure. I have to tell you, um, our first guest that we had on, uh, Jason Grepp is in here, and he brought us in uh, Western Rivers that had, I'd never heard about. What an incredible organization. Um, it's just unbelievable the amount of work that they've been able to do for free to give people public access to properties that otherwise would have been lost. But anyway, we have. When I, I didn't know until this morning who our guest was that Frank was bringing on. I thought that name sounds familiar. There's no way, Frank. There's no yeah, no way. Everybody knows that name. <laughs> no. Hey, Gary, would you explain yeah. a little bit about your handles? 
and tell them your website and how to get in touch with you first and then let's go to the handles and how light your rods are now well you can just uh, look up on edgerods.com or yeah that's probably the best way edge rods uh, we're selling everything online now because we can sell it cheaper to the consumer mm-hmm. uh, than we do through the dealer. Yeah, you don't want to get Frank. You don't want to sell it to Frank and have him sell. He might make some money. I, I, well, I'd be happy to sell it to Frank. He knows he's always. He, my old timers have always got first choice. Yeah. <laughs> Watch out! We're not old timers, there, Gary. Well, <laughs> well, we're we're older than most of them, but we're. The oldest ones were still the toughest. Well, Gary Loomis is an icon in the fly fishing industry, and I can't believe that Frank came up with you. And I go, well, you're kidding me. He's going to be on the radio with us today? Yeah, not only the fly, but he's huge in the uh, largemouth bass tournament scene, and, you know, they're, uh, they've got a huge array of rods over the years. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, Frank wants to talk about the material of what you're doing right now, so let's do that. And then I'd like to step back a little bit <laughs> about the Loomis rod. And, okay. You know, go ahead. Well, I'm just gonna, I'll just finish up the handle thing. You know, we've been using cork for 200 years, and if you, if you really think about it, they use cork as an insulator on the reentry capsules between the capsules and the ceramic. Oh, really? Because it's, yeah, that's, that's cork. That's what the ceramic is glued on to is cork because it's such a good insulator. Well, truly, I don't want an insulator on my handle. I want something, I want to be able to feel every single bite or everything that that rod is doing. The, uh, I'd put it on, on our spinning and casting handles, bath handles for two years. I had made up a... Uh, one with a on a fly rod, and I'd taken it down to a show that we did in in uh, Denver, the heart of the fly fisherman. And a guy came by and casted all of our rods and said, "Holy Toledo, what did you do here? These are even better than they used to be." Let me get rid of that. Um, better than they used to be. And uh, what's this laying here on the desk apart? I said, "Well, it's a four-piece rod that." We were trying one with a fly rod with graphite handle. He said, well, can I cast it? I said, yeah. So I put it together, and he put a line on it. About 45 minutes, he came back, took it apart, reeled the line off of it, laid it down, said, Gary, if you ever send me any more fly rods with a cork handle, I'll send them back. <laughs> I, I, said, I said, well, do you like it? He says, I've been casting for 40 years. And he said, do you know why the fly fishermen... When they're standing there and they cast and they look back at their back cast, it's because they want to see that the back cast is opened up correctly before they start their forward cast. Without a good back cast, you have no good forward cast. He says, I was feeling something. I didn't know exactly what I was feeling until I turned around and looked. And with this new graphite handle, I can feel the back cast open up. Wow. He says, I, I, I'm just beyond myself. Well, uh, the graphite handle uh, is just a thin coat of graphite over the top of this other material that we have. And it also picks up the temperature of your hand in about five seconds. <laughs> so on other rods that you're fishing in the winter and this type oh. of stuff, uh, you're not fishing a popsicle all the time. You're fishing 
uh, a handle that warms up within your hand mm. temperature within five seconds. It's more durable and it's thirty percent lighter and stronger, and there'll be no pitting like they happens in cork handles. Well, Jason Grepp is sitting here right with me, and he's a Orvis uh, authorized guide. And uh, I'm sure he's listening to this, and he's probably going, I want one of those. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> sound so bad. Uh, you know, Gary, you started off with, with Loomis rods, and that moved on to Shimano. And and edge rods is actually new to me. Uh, you know, I didn't know much about it. So is this a new company that you just started? Um, how long has it been going? Just kind of looking for the oh, backstory there. I started it about five or six years ago. Uh, really for my son, but then my son decided he didn't want to make fishing rods, so I ended up, I was just making blanks for companies that weren't getting the, the type of blanks that they wanted, and so I had the equipment, so I set it up for my son, and we started making blanks, and then one thing to another, and I just never could keep my hands off of making better fishing rods and this type of stuff, so in that, I ended up with this new graphite handles and spinning and casting, and and everybody has fell in love with them. I, I couldn't make another cork handle now. Handle, uh, you get killed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I remember the first ones that you did. The edge. You brought they, you guys brought them down to my shop. I casted that. It was like nothing in your hand, but you could feel. The line just slides. You could even feel the yarn pull yeah. at the ends before you went forward. You didn't have to look back. You knew it. It is the best oh, that- casting rod I've ever casted. And I've <laughs> casted almost every one of your rods since the old IMX. <laughs> IMX? Well, IM6, and then IMX, and then GLX. GLX. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we've, we've, we've made a lot of them, but uh, the thing I is... I still have that one you sent me, which uh, signed by you. Oh, yeah? And the hat. You out and fish it more. I did. I was out yesterday <laughs> down in the, um, Dana Point fly fishing for a, t- a yellowfin tuna. Wait a minute. How'd you do? Two. Well. Two. Yeah, you don't yeah. normally go for yellowfin on a fly rod. Yes, you do. <laughs> uh, we fish anything with the fly that you can catch unconventional. Mm-hmm. I proved that in Alaska three years ago. Yeah, he has, when he said he brought his fly rod, said he wanted to catch a halibut. And I go, Frank, I know you're good, but... You don't catch halibut on a fly rod. You know, halibut are, you know, basically they lay on the bottom and, and they don't go believe, for flies. Believe it, or, believe it or not, they have a record of halibut with a fly. Yeah. <laughs> right here in well, Santa Barbara, I had a client fly down from San, San Francisco over the yeah. summertime. We had an evening trip right here on East Beach, right downtown Santa Barbara. We landed six halibut on fly rod. Wow! Right off yeah. the beach, our biggest went yeah. about twenty-five inches. Wow! Yep. Well, you know, in Alaska, they normally are deep, and but even if you even if you're able to hook one, how do you get it up? A lot of work. Yeah, yeah there you go. There you a go. strong handle. Yeah. Those, those fly fishermen, if you give them a a challenge, they'll get it done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. 
Everybody says, my sister always said I was born before I had a bottle in my head, I had a fly rod. Yeah, well, I, I believe so. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm curious about, you know, you and Gary. Um, and I, again, I couldn't believe that I was looking at the sheet and I go, Gary Loomis? No, nah, couldn't be, couldn't be Gary Loomis. <laughs> must be a, must be a common name. Hey, John, the I'll best be friend you would ever have in your life. Yeah. The best friend you would ever have in your life is going up to his house. He gets, you tell the story how you get everything ready so before we even walk down to the river. <laughs> yeah, I used to, you know, we're just a oh, quarter of a mile from the river. And so when we was feeding all of our troops up there, I'd put the barbecue briquettes on and get them fired up. And then I'd run down and catch a steelhead, come up and play it up and put it on the grill. <laughs> Probably did it 200 times. And everybody said, aren't you putting the cart in front of the horse? And I said, not, not on the Lewis, North Fork of the Lewis River. It's like going to the grocery store. <laughs> now to have the man himself here um, that's you don't do too many radio interviews I'm sure so we are very excited uh, you know to get the legend himself uh, on, on with us and if you need any uh, product testers here in Santa Barbara I'm sure John oh, yeah. and I could hit the beach for you oh yeah well, actually, uh, uh, yeah, but uh, again, Jason is a very accomplished guy. He takes uh, uh, people on trips to Belize, and you know, it's all fly fishing, obviously, in different areas. But he's he's actually got a trout pond um, where where he works in the vineyard that is full of. Uh, what do you see? They got these from Canada. They are uh, Nebraska tailwalkers, which is the Kamloop rainbow from uh, Canada. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they're huge. And it's uh, fishing in a barrel. You don't even have to know how to fish. But uh, it's beautiful. But anyway, if you make it up this way, we'll take care of you, which I don't okay. think will happen. But, well, uh, if you guys, if you guys uh, get some questions on one of your other shows, give me a call back and I'll answer all the questions that, you're, uh, you're, you're on the list man I can't you, we, ask, could, we could so. bring we could bring you on every week and it wouldn't be enough you got that right Frank if you know, tell half the stories about rods you'll be there for six years right well Frank we're going to have to close this segment up but uh, I want to thank you again for bringing Gary on I couldn't believe that when you Gary Loomis the Gary Loomis <laughs> anyway yeah, Gary give your website one more time uh, just look up under edgerods.com. Uh, you'll find it. Or, okay. or look under Gary Gary Loomis. My uh, Gary. email is gary.loomis at edgerods.com. All right. Thank you, Gary. A few years ago, a sailor set out to design a boat shoe that was comfortable and stable, non-skid, and wouldn't mark the decks. Today, these incredibly comfortable shoes are worn by anglers, boaters, professional guides, and charter captains. Go to softscience.com to see more. Soft Science shoes and boots are lightweight and shock-absorbent with just the right level of support. Several styles come in all sizes. Enjoy the Soft Science shoe in the water and out. Check them out at softscience.com. Used by fishermen who know where to get the best fishing gear around, Aftco makes the highest quality fishing rod components worldwide. If it says Aftco, you know you have a quality rod. 
Guy Harvey Clothing, the best outdoor clothing line anywhere, is also available through Aftco. Longest-lasting, functional, and best-looking clothing you'll be proud to wear. Only the very best materials and workmanship. As soon as you put it on, you'll know the difference. Look for Aftco at quality retailers or go to AFTCO.com. For passionate sports fishermen who value first-class fishing experiences paired with personalized service and amenities, all-inclusive Salmon Falls Fishing Resort on the Inland Passage reinvents the Ketchikan fishing getaway. Guests enjoy exceptional gourmet cuisine, superior fishing excursions, fully guided charter or self-guided in center console boats accommodating three anglers, updated guest rooms, and suites. On-site fishing processing to clean, freeze, and pack your catch. Rooms range from log cabin rustic to modern. Our 52 rooms offer the ultimate in comfort after a long day of sightseeing, fishing, and exploring Ketchikan. Non-anglers love Salmon Falls, too. Shopping along Creek Street, kayaking, hiking, whale watching, or gathering around our fire pits with a hot beverage. All at prices less than expected. Just pull up Salmon Falls Resort in your search engine. Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan and our host Frank Selby. And we only got a couple of minutes to wrap it up, but we have the man himself, Gary Loomis. Anybody that knows anything about fishing rods, in particular fly fishing, he's the god. And I have Jason Grupp right here. Uh, and we only got a couple of minutes, but you know, Jason. You are a very accomplished angler, especially fly fishing. When you do a lot of uh, group trips, you're a guide. And the, having the opportunity to talk to Gary just for a minute, uh, let's give you an opportunity to ask him a couple of questions. Yeah, you know what? Sitting here, I was thinking about all the old Loomis rods I'd had over the years. I was on your pro staff uh, back in the original before Shimano picked you guys up. And... Uh, out of that lineup of rods from the GLX and IMX and, you know, what would you say was the, I don't know, the best one or your your biggest accomplishment out of all those lineups? Which, which would you say was the highest quality? Well, uh, <laughs> to tell you the truth, each one of them as they came along, um, you know, we came out with the IM6. That was a, a really good material over the standard graphite, and it enabled us to make the rod 20% lighter. And weight is a deterrent to performance. And then IMX came out and was able to make them another 9 to 12% lighter. And then GLX came out with a huge jump. And uh, then as we got better in the, the design and the manufacturing and our machinery. Uh, they just kept getting better. I sure will not ever make a rod that is not better than the last one I made. <laughs> uh, just a real quick question, Gary. Do you have any idea 
how many fly rods you've made in your career? <laughs> That's a tough question. Probably wrap around the world. <laughs> yeah, probably would. I mean, anybody yeah. that's uh, that's a professional uh, fly angler has got you know, at least a couple of Loomis rods. You you got to you got to remember, you know, for many years I made blanks for twenty two other rod companies. So at one time I made all of the blanks for all of the domestic rod companies that didn't make their own blanks. So I made Winston's and Powell's and Cabela's and Bass Pros and Cortland's and I made everybody's everybody's blank. Well, you must have a trem- tell us about your facilities. Must be huge. Well, it, it, it you know it was a really nice facility at G Loomis. I sold that because uh, you know I had prostate cancer. After the cure, they gave me eighteen months to live. So I sold the golf division, and I sold my camp in Russia for Atlantic salmon, sold G. Loomis, and, uh, you know, decided I was just going to lay around until I died. Well, that was 20-some years ago. <laughs> wow. And uh, I, didn't, I didn't make it very long until all of a sudden I started making more blanks, and, and uh, yeah. I'm back into it. I started the old... Uh, uh, I started Edge Rods up with it where I started G. Loomis. Oh. And uh, I ran it for a while there, and then we got too small. So I went downtown. I got a bigger building downtown. And, geez, now we're, now, now we're 30% to 50% under size now, and we're looking at a new building. <laughs> uh, I've got if, – if you – if you put it in order, you'd probably have to wait a month to get it because we're, we're that far behind. Yeah. If I hired two more people, I'd have to build a tent and put them outside because i got no room in. Put them in a tent outside. Okay. <laughs> Gary, yeah. it's been such a pleasure. I hope you don't mind if we call you back because having the opportunity to talk to the man himself is very rare. I know you don't do that many interviews, so we really take it uh, very seriously, and we appreciate it. Th- Frank, thank you very much for bringing him on, and I was blown away that you, when I saw that name today. Oh, Gary, right. get some questions for me for next me. time. All right, well, we're going to have to wrap this one up. Go to, uh, uh, just go to fishtalkradio.com. You're going to want to listen to this entire show many times because we got so much, probably one of our best shows, the best guests we've ever had. So we appreciate that very much. And uh, go to the website. Uh, just go to fishtalkradio.com. That's an easy one. Frank, thank you very much. Gary, it's been such a pleasure. I never thought I'd get the chance to talk to you.